Hello, this is Coffee Chug, and I'd like to welcome you to the Coffee Chug Cafe podcast series. It's been a while since I have created a podcast. Actually, it's been about two years, um, but I am back in the market and looking forward to making this hopefully a weekly to bike weekly podcast series talking about a variety of different things. For this first podcast, I would really like to take some time and talk about the passion-driven classroom. Um, This is a topic that I've been spending a great amount of time researching, reading, focusing on, um, as well as living it as a teacher and also as a parent. And so I have the luxury of being able to present at the World Council for the Gifted and Talented in August in um, Kentucky. And I will be with some of the best educators from around the world, and I will be speaking on this topic. And so at this time, at least for this podcast, I would like to take some time to kind of read through, not really read through, but talk about my outline and my initial ideas in terms of what I plan on presenting, and gain your feedback, gain your insights, comments, thoughts, suggestions, things that maybe I'm missing, or things that you would like to know more about as I continue to craft this presentation, as well as the images and slides that will eventually go along with it. So, let us go ahead and begin um, talking about the passion-driven classroom. So to start with, what I would like to do is talk about, the first thing is to identify passion. What is it? What is passion? If you had to create a definition for what passion is, how would you define that particular word. I'm not going to go into the dictionary definition. I'm not going to go into all these other ideas of what passion is because I think it's a word that we just understand. I'm not sure even a definition can accurately describe the word because to me it's just a feeling. In me it's it's just it's this burning desire that I have when I wake up every day and when I would lay down at night before I go to sleep where I just want to be better. I'm I'm continually having this desire to learn to enhance, to improve myself as a human being. And I think that sometimes we lose that passion. I have been on a roll lately with my passion where I just, I'm up. It's 2 in the morning, I got an idea, and I got to go down, I got to write it down, I got to go down to my nerd factory and make some notes about it. I wake up, I'm excited, and I'm just plugging and chugging, and I'm doing things, I'm getting ready. That's a passion that I have that I want to bring out to people to bring out to my students and bring out to other teachers because I think it's important that we remember our true passions, getting back to the core of who we are as human beings and what is it that drives us to get out of bed every single morning. And like Eric Thomas, one of my favorite motivational speakers, you know, he says he's not about motivation, he does motivate me. And he wears a shirt every day that says, no alarm clock needed, my passion wakes me. And I believe that I have that passion. That's a passion as educators that we need to bring to our classrooms every single day, even if we're not feeling it. Because if we're not feeling it, our students aren't going to feel it. And therefore, the lessons and the things that we're trying to teach is not going to happen because they're not going to feel our passion. So why waste their time as well as our time? Life is way too short to not be passionate about what we do. Douglas Reeves has done a ton of research, and one of the things that he has found is that It doesn't matter what program you institute into your schools. Student achievement will be impacted by the practice and the people, not the programs. And you've got to have that passion. That's what it comes down to. 
teachers make the difference. Not some new grade book, not some new technology, some new web or iPads. It's the teacher and what the teacher does with all the tools and ideas and how they create inspiration for people to learn and desire the same kind of feeling they feel within their own lives. We have to remember that students are born with passion. And it's our job as teachers to make sure that passion stays. I look at my own children. I've got eight, six, and two-year-olds. And my two-year-old is loaded with passion, whether it's a temper tantrum or she's trying to tell me something amazing about a bird that's just walking across the yard. There is a burning desire in her to understand the world and have her voice be heard more than I have ever seen. My fear is that she's going to get to school and she's going to slowly lose that. And sometimes I feel that I already see that within my own kids. Their passions have nothing to do with school anymore. They're all things outside of the classroom. And why is that? We shouldn't have to have that separation. I think it's our job as teachers to get back to thinking how we can infuse our passion. Because I think there's so much on the plates of teachers today that we forget. Our passion, the things that excite us about our job kind of get buried underneath all the layers of all these mandates and to-do things of a job. And if we would just put those to the side and strip away all those layers and get down to the core of who we are, I think we remember how awesome it is to be a teacher. Now, I'm not saying that if you don't have a passion out showing every day that you're a poor teacher. But what I'm saying is every teacher has a burning desire. There's a reason you got into this job, and sometimes we just need to remember it. We've all been there. I've been there. We have our peaks and our valleys. It's a long career. Most of us aren't in education for just a couple years and then we move on. We're in education for 30, 40 years. And so we do have our peaks and valleys. But we can't do a disservice to our school and to our children by having those valleys run too long. When I get into my, my presentation, the first thing that I'm going to talk about is what is your wow? You know, what is it that... Kids want to buy into in your program. What is it about you as a teacher? What's your wow? Because I think about the coffee chug and, and my brain in terms of who I am. What's my wow? What do I bring to my classroom that nobody else brings in my building? It doesn't mean that I'm better, but it's me. It's my niche. It's who I am. Kids associate coffee chug with certain things. And what is that? What is it that I want to be known for? That's my wow. That's my, my passion. That's what that passion should be. And, and every kid in the building should be able to identify that for those that know who I am. They should be able to say, oh, Mr. Mauer, oh, Coffee Chug. I know who he is. Yeah, he's that crazy bald guy that loves robots and is all about the global world and lets us expand and challenge ourselves. And we have to figure out our own learning path. No worksheets. A, div a difficult teacher, but one that I want to apply myself to find out more about who I am. What's your wow? What is it that you bring to your classroom? You want to think about your passion. Your passion should be able to add value to their lives, not just some period of time in their day that they're forced to come to your room and sit. You've got to have a wow. What is your wow? That's the first step when you start talking about a passion-driven classroom. You have to be able to identify that. It seems so easy, but it's really hard if you sit down and think about it. What is it? What is it that I want to be known for among my students and staff and building and my personal learning network? You know, Simon Sinek says you have to work hard for something we don't care about. It's called stress. 
Working hard for something we love is called passion. And how true are those words? You know, so as you think about your wow, do you have the heart? Do you have the stamina? Do you have the confidence to do it when you have more fears and tears than you do success? Because to show your passion is tough. It's not easy. You're bringing emotion. You're bringing real raw emotion from inside you out, and you're sharing it with adolescents. And in our case, middle school in my building, which is a very tough age to show that, but it has to be very real. Because whether they show it out on their faces or not, they're listening and absorbing everything that we have to say. We're a power of one. And you see that all over. Working with projects with Angela Myers and the Choose to Matter project was the most mind-blowing experience I've ever had in my life. Talking about the power of one and kids and wanting to make a change and giving them the opportunity to do so. And to actually watch them develop it and make it happen. It wasn't just some project that we're doing. It became real, and there's kids doing things right now in the summertime without even being asked because they became so absorbed and passionate about their ideas, they want it to happen. The power of one. It's all over. You see it with girls fighting for equal education in the Middle East. You see it, people fighting for racism or equal rights for gays or fighting for just Whatever it is that burns their desire, and it's coming from students, and we have to have that same power and believe we have the same power as teachers. And so the biggest thing is I have you think about your wow and really start to, you know, write it down on paper. Don't just think about it, but write it down on paper and see if you can truly define what your wow is. But what is the legacy going to be of you as your classroom teacher? When you're said and done and you retire, what is it? that the community is going to miss most about you no longer being an educator. And when I think about that, that really puts it in perspective. Because I'll be honest, I don't want to spend half my life in a classroom and retire and not have anybody talk about me. Not because I want to pat on the back, but I want to know that I was made an impact on students, parents, teachers, and the community. So what's your legacy going to be? Once you've got your wow figured out, then you have to figure out and ask yourself your why. Why is that your wow? And why is your wow important? And how does that connect to students? So now that you have your wow, it doesn't matter what it is. Because everybody should be unique and different in your own little niche as we talked about earlier. But how are you going to bring that into the lives of students? And why is it important for students to take part in that? And how does it connect to their lives? So it could be the curriculum or the subject matter that you teach. Maybe it's something completely different that you can bring into your curriculum that you teach. And really start to think about it. Why? Why is this so important? Why is this burning desire something that I must act upon? That's a tough one. Sometimes just figuring out your wow is difficult. And then trying to figure out why afterwards is even harder. Seth Golden says it best in the book, The Purple Cow. And he says, the lesson is simple. Boring leads to failure. We don't want to be boring. That's why we need to identify our wow. And we've got to figure out why our wow is so important. Remember that you have to feel that you can be anything that you want to be. You have to feel that way. We expect that. And that's how we, what we teach our students. But it doesn't do us any good if we don't feel the same way. So once again, I ask you, why do you get out of bed in the morning? And why should anybody care that you're getting out of bed in the morning? Okay. 
students are just like customers. If you study market and business relations and all the dynamics that go into trying to be a successful business, students are the same way that people don't buy what you do, but they will buy why you do it. You can see the examples with Apple, for example, and I choose Apple because they're very simple. Everybody in the world knows Apple products, okay? But in the end, they're just a computer technology business. But what they've done is they've crafted this idea, this feeling, this emotion of why they're so great. And because we understand their why, we love their product. The same thing in the classroom. You have to sell your ideas, whether you want to believe it or not, we as teachers are fighting for our students' attention. And we are fighting to show them that the time spent with us is important. They're being pulled in a million directions with social media and movies and music and their friends and their parents and celebrities and sports and teams and whatever you want to name it. They're being pulled in a million directions for their time. And when they're in our classroom, that is our sales pitch. Let them know that the material, the things that we are teaching them in that classroom is vital to their learning and vital to their life. I know we don't like to think that. and Some teachers don't like the notion that you have to try to sell yourself or try to entertain kids or convince them that what you're doing is important, but that's our job. That's the world we live in today. That's all we do. Just read the book by Dan Pink, To Sell as Human. That's what we do in every aspect of our lives. So once you've got your wow defined and you have why your wow is so important. Then you have to start to act on it. And sometimes to actually not just talk the talk, but to walk the walk is extremely difficult. We know we feel this burning desire. Like for me, I read, I'm always writing, I'm blogging, I'm doing all these things. But just to say the words is one thing. Now you have to lead by example and do and act upon what you say. And sometimes that's hard to get going. And one of the things that I have found that I think is important for teachers is sometimes you have to change your perception. Look at things differently. You have to capture your kids' hearts before you can capture their minds. So on day one, if I can bring in some sort of emotion and sucker my kids into who Coffee Chug is and what I stand for, I know that I'm going to have a great year. But it's a split-second decision. The minute I walk into my class and get things going, I've got a very short window to capture them. You've got the kids that will do anything for any teacher. So you don't have to worry about them. Then you've got the kind of middle-of-the-road kid that will still kind of do the stuff. Maybe not really gaining from it, but they'll do their homework and they'll be obedient. Those are the ones that you want them to rev up their engines and become excited about learning and not just go through the motions. And then you've got that bottom end who are just all over the place and hate school and don't want to be there. Those are the ones that we got to go after. And those are the hardest ones. You know, as Dave Burgess says in the Teach Like a Pirate, he, he asked this in one of the communications or one of the Twitter chats the other night. He put the question, why will I be successful in this class even though I've never been successful before? What a powerful question. What a powerful self-reflection piece as a teacher to think about. As kids are coming into my room, no matter the background, why will they be successful in there? What do I bring to the table? What am I going to offer them that will make them feel successful? And for some, feel successful for the first time in their life. And I have an opportunity to turn that mindset around. So we got to think about that. 
and think about how we can change our mindset and think differently to make that happen. You know, it's kind of like we get all get worked up about standardized tests and all the things that we have to measure and all those numbers that we got to crunch and whether it means anything. And lately, I've been on changing my mindset. I've been working on this. And my perception is that as opposed to asking the question, what are we measuring? Think differently. And now I'm starting to ask myself, what are we not measuring? How powerful is that? Just flipping the perception of what's going on in society and particularly education. What are we not measuring? That's a hard question. I can complain all day long about standardized tests, but that doesn't do anything. But instead, what do we need to measure that we're not? Now that puts it back on me, and I'm excited about trying to come up with some answers to that. So mindset's the key. So you have to declare yourself as blank, and that blank is whoever it is that you want to be. That's part of your wow and your why. Who are you going to declare yourself? I'm Coffee Chug. That's who I am. And if you want to know about a coffee chug, you're going to come in my classroom. You're going to find out. You're going to feel my energy. You're going to know that I love coffee. You're going to know that you're going to be community, continually working with kids and people from around the world. You're going to have a live audience. And you're not just going to be doing work for some tall, bald guy in the front of the classroom. But people are going to see your work, and you better be proud of it because there's no going back. That's what you're going to see. The mindset yields the results. The results don't yield the mindset. So you can't wait for the results to happen before you change your thinking. you got to change your thinking first, and the results will take care of themselves. So I always like to question, would you change your perception? If your life was amazing, what would it look like? And apply that to education. If your class was amazing, what would your class look like? I pause there to think about it. What's an amazing classroom look like? Talk about changing your perception. And if you have that idea of what an amazing classroom looks like, is that what yours looks like? And maybe have someone observe your class and see if that's really the case. That's an interesting debacle to wrap your mind around as a teacher because sometimes thinking about that we realize we're not playing the best hand and that we can improve. And then, as opposed to coming up with excuses about why your classroom's not amazing, change your mindset and say, the reason I am not amazing yet is because. So what is it? And you're not pointing fingers. I'm not amazing yet, but I am working awfully hard to be amazing. And the reason I'm not amazing is because I need to learn more. I need to get engaged. I need to connect with more students from all levels of thinking and grades and backgrounds. And I need to connect with teachers more and see where they're coming from. I need to just expand my horizons. And that's going to help me become amazing because sometimes I get wrapped up in my own way of thought. So that is me. The reason I'm not amazing is because I'm not reaching out enough to learn more from others. So keep it real. You've got to stay real with yourself. We have to get away from the idea that criticism and understanding and accepting our shortfalls doesn't mean that we're failing. It means that we are learning and it's only going to make us better. Once you kind of think about that, man, the passion becomes contagious, man. You just get excited. You get around people who are excited about what they do 
and it starts to rub off on you. It's kind of like the flip side. If you sit in a teacher lounge and people complain every day, that cancer starts to feed on you. Next thing you know, you're just not looking excited to go into school. So you got to get away. You got to get away from negativity because it just spreads. It's the same thing with passion. You feed your passion, it spreads, it spreads to other teachers, it's going to spread to your students. Your classroom is going to be awesome. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be powerful learning moments that not only you are excited about, but the kids are excited about. And they're telling their parents, and the parents are excited that their kids are enjoying school finally. Because how many parents ask their kids, how was school today? What did you learn? Nothing. we got to share our passion and get that away. So they're like, how was school today? Awesome. What'd you learn? Oh, man, we did this, we did that, we did this, Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so. We want them to ramble on. So get excited and share your passion. It's contagious, man. It's awesome. Passion permeates. You just feel it, and you know it when it's in the air. It's not something you just write about. You can feel it within your heart and your soul, and you just, you just, it's a nice ebb and flow that happens within the, the, the climate of a passion-driven classroom. You got to talk less and work more. You can't just talk to talk. You got to do it. Be a living example. Get in there and show those kids that you're an expert learner, that you're still learning, and you make mistakes. But here's why, and here's how you get better. And they should be doing the same thing, and they're going to follow suit. Let your work speak for you. So shut up and work. Quit complaining and making excuses, and get after it. Get excited about what you're doing. How many people have the opportunity to make an impact on a future generation? We get to impact the lives of human beings. There is not too many jobs more powerful than that. Coming up in one month, I'm going to have an opportunity to impact potentially 1,100 children. I have one year to impact them for better or for worse. What's it going to be? That is a lot of power, responsibility, and obligation. And I am excited to move them to the next level in their life. So as I bring this to a close, man, I'm getting excited. I'm can't see me, but I'm sweating right now. I'm, I'm if I could pace, I'd be pacing right now. And I don't even need another cup of coffee because I'm just getting jacked up talking about this. But you have to have practical ideas and examples. And so in the show notes of my blog post, I will send you some links that people have sent me of amazing projects that are full of passion. The Global Genius Hour Project, you've seen the Global the Genius Hour Project where kids have an opportunity to explore things they're excited about. There's teachers doing amazing things with this. I referenced earlier Angela Myers and her Choose to Matter Project, the most powerful thing in the world, where they were, kids were asked to come up with a solution to something that breaks their heart in the world. We worked with some students in my building, and it was the most powerful thing that I've ever witnessed. And some of the teachers that I worked with can verify how my head was spinning. And I'll be honest, that one project for those five weeks made me completely rethink everything I have done as a teacher. And I still don't have the answers. But the idea that I'm thinking that, what am I doing as a teacher? What's truly important? Is it that they meet all 68 standards to language arts? No. It's that they have a passion for something in life, and then you develop those skills around it. If they want to put on a health fair, let's do it. Let's get them writing to companies, talking to people, getting exposed to the media, understanding how the world works, saving dogs, 
helping children in Uganda. It doesn't matter what the project is, but they had a voice, and students need to understand their voices are the most powerful voices on the entire planet. People will listen to students as long as they can sell their ideas. So this passion, this doesn't matter what you teach. I don't care if it's math. My wife is a math teacher, and her passion for her subject you can feel it. And you can ask any of her students because she gets the same stories over and over and over again when she tutors or we run into her former students and parents at the stores. It's the same thing, how they beg to have her as a teacher again. But you know what her wow is? Her wow are kids. She loves students. Her platform is math which she also loves, but she knows that not every kid loves math. But because of her wow and her why and her, just, her passion for teaching derives from students and getting to know them and making them feel that somebody cares, those kids are learning math. It's amazing. So there it is, people. As I wrap up this podcast on the passion-driven classroom, those are some of the ideas that I'm toying with for my presentation. It's got some work. I hope you feel my passion because I am. And if I could yell and stomp and dance and clap, I'd do it, but it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense in a podcast. But I want you to find your wow and understand why. And once you have those things identified, start to change your perception. Start asking questions differently and figure out those things. Keep it real. Be real with yourself and start to spread that passion. I thank you for listening. This is Coffee Chug. You can check me out on my, my blog. It's coffeeforthebrain.blogspot.com. On Twitter, I am Coffee Chug Books. And there you find many ways to reach out to me through my email, my websites, and things like that. What I'm going to ask for you in closing is to give me some feedback on these ideas. Maybe my delivery. This was kind of just off the cusp presentation of ideas that I've been jotting down to let me know if you think it would work. Maybe there's something that I'm missing, things I should add. Maybe you have a project. Uh, maybe you're passionate and you have a story that you would like for me to share. The more that I can share and the more that I can build, the more excited I get and more powerful this presentation is going to be. I'm building a website all around it so people have an access to go get the resources as needed when the presentation is over. I thank you for listening. I look forward to your feedback, suggestions, comments, questions, all the above. This is Coffee Chug. Keep it real. Find yourself. Find your core. And don't be afraid to share that passion because we all have it and it's amazing. And life is too short to not share it. Take care, everybody. And uh, I'll be in touch soon with another podcast, hopefully in one week. Peace.